This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. And sitting in with us to, with us today will be MPB's own Kevin Farrell. Now, as time moves forward, everything around us changes. We have become a generation almost entirely dependent on technology. And it goes without saying that things were done differently decades ago. So today we're going to talk about technology now and then, or then and now. To be a part of our show, please give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. You're listening to Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio. Jazz can be just what the doctor ordered. Take the greats, Ella, Coltrane, Dinah, Miles, and Monk. Mix in the contemporary giants like Shure, Rittenauer, Crawl, Malone, and Benson. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. And sitting in with us today is MPB's own Kevin Farrell. Now, as time moves forward, everything around us changes. We have become a generation almost entirely dependent on technology. And it goes without saying that things were done very differently decades ago than they are now. So today we're going to discuss technology then and now with my good friend, Again, Kevin Farrell and Jeremy Thompson on the phone. Now, if you'd like to be a part of our conversation, give us a call. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. All right. Well, we're going to get Jeremy back in just a second. Uh, Speaking of technology, Kevin, that's how it happens, doesn't it? That's true. You can't live with it, can't live without I it. I know, I know. You know, uh, so the last, oh. oh, there he is. Oh, via Skype. There we go. <laughs> Speaking of technology and what we can do with it, look at that. Look at that. Hi, Jerry. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm sitting here listening to you guys like, well, let's try to get Jeremy back. And I'm like, uh, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Uh I mean, how many years, you could tell me, and Kevin probably could too, how many years ago could we, I mean, how long have we had the capacity to use Skype? Uh, I well, know, how old is Skype? <laughs> Love dropping bombs on I me, do, Michelle. I, I, I never know how one. to answer these questions. <laughs> well, but now you I know, have to speak slowly as I Google the answer. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know what? We can just say that would be a good question. You can actually answer that later on in the show. But that's what we're talking about today, technology then and now, and how technology has grown and changed and actually made life easier and better for all. Some people say yes. Some people say no. I think, again, we've always talked about balance on this show and how we use technology, but we don't need technology to use us. Wow, I like that. Put that on a bumper sticker. Well, let's start off with our hottest stories. Kevin and I were just talking about um your thing, uh, Jeremy. Mortal Kombat eleven. Is that your thing? I know video game. You like what is your video game? Well, I mean, yeah, it, there there are so many different types of video games. It's hard to be like, well, that's my video game. Oh, right okay. There. Please don't um, say Fortnite. I did play Mortal Kombat when I was a kid, though. Okay, so I thought you were a gamer, you know, one of those gamers. That... I mean, you know, as much as, you know, uh, I can game, I, I'd say maybe two nights out of seven I probably play something. Okay, so that's not up there with the gamers that uh, 24-7, no, that's their job. Really. <laughs> no, we're gonna, you do have a job. But let's talk about this Mortal Kombat 11. Um, 
it came out yesterday, uh, and people were wrapping around the corner because they pre-ordered. I know my boyfriend pre-ordered um, Red Dead Redemption. Two. Two, yes, Lord. And, uh, I mean, he was so excited. Almost a year he waited for that. It came out October last year, and he was so excited like a kid on Christmas. I mean, I was like, okay. So I'm kind of floored by the idea of people still being wrapped around buildings waiting for a video game that is totally available in a digital form. Um, unless they just want to be part of that experience or to have a physical game uh, to be a, a, part of, a different part of that experience, then I, I, I can't say I really understand it because uh, most of the time when a new game comes out now, I just log into the App Store and download it. So, I mean, I guess, do they know that's an option? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I imagine they do, so I guess they just want the physical disc. But for me, discs, discs have become cumbersome because we're seeing a rise in, uh, you'll see them soon, there'll be discless systems because mm-hmm. nobody wants to get up and put a disc in anymore. I know it sounds so lazy, but when I have access to all the content, like I already have the games downloaded on my PlayStation or my Xbox, I should not have to get up to swap out a disc prove that I own it. I downloaded it to the Xbox. I definitely own it. But it's just easier for me these days to just not even fool with the disc and just have it downloaded to my system. Well, see, Jeremy, you're you're a member of the Evil Empire. Here you mentioning Xbox. So as a PS4 player, um, <laughs> I like Gamefly, which is Netflix for video games. So yes. uh, because I find out when I buy games either digitally or the disc version and don't play very well, I'm stuck with it. So uh, I like uh, Gamefly because if I pop a game in there and I'm not very good at it, it gets sent back uh, post-haste. No, I, I do totally agree with that because, as Michelle had mentioned Red Dead Redemption 2 earlier, I didn't really love that game. I actually found it really boring, and I wish that I could have sent it back mm-hmm. because I didn't play it very much. Mm. So that's something that we can t- that you can see how uh, technology has grown and changed. Back in the day, there was no um, uh, what's it called Gamefly. You right. couldn't play a game and send game. it back. Right and now, I mean nowadays, you can see if you like it and send it back. That's neat. Technology has grown in that way. Also, what you're talking about, Jeremy, the way they're no no longer will they have discs anymore and everything will be downloaded on apps and things like that. That's um, a new way technology is changing the gaming um, era. But let's talk. Also, about, mm-hmm. uh, there is also uh, streaming games, oh. which is becoming a thing. Uh, that's what Google is working on this year. Um, you will download the game as you play it. So I'm interested to see where that goes because they're claiming they can do that with 4K and it's pretty hard to do that with 4K. Mm-hmm. So excited to see where that goes. Well, you know, Mortal Kombat, just talk about the um, um, history of it. It's nearly 30 years in the making and a lot of people, like you said, how would they, why would they bring that back? But a lot of, you have a lot of uh, Mortal Kombat players that remember the old Mortal Kombat. It came, it came out in 1992. It was around in 1992. And the owner or the creator of Mortal Kombat says that, uh, he likes how he's created some new characters that actually will play the old characters. And he likes to, he said that experience will be crazy to see how the new characters beat the old characters or to see how the old characters may beat the new characters. The, again, the creator of uh, Mortal Kombat is Ed Boon. Interesting. Yeah, and it's really interesting because he has worked on it from the very beginning. Like, it, you don't usually see a creator take a game 30 years in the making, but he did. So that's that's really impressive. It's really admirable. It's, it's really neat uh, to... to be a witness to to that guy's life's work. That is. That's act like you said, that's commendable. That he's been working on that. Uh, that game's so old I actually remember playing the, the coin op uh, version of it. So you don't you don't see many I guess maybe just in old arcades or things, but uh, sort of the coin op video game has gone the way of the dinosaur as well. Wow. That was I think that was one of the first really big arcade games of, <laughs> of my generation. I remember seeing kids like lined up, you know, they put the coin on the on the console to yeah. claim the game next. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Java was playing um, Mortal Kombat noises in the background. <laughs> That's it, yeah. And you know, it's funny. Uh, my friend used to play Mortal Kombat, and I would watch the... I would. I don't know, ladies, if you can identify. I sit back sometimes and watch my guy friend play a game, and it's like a movie to me. Red Dead Redemption 
I'm sitting there and I'm so theatrical. I'm like, this is an actual movie. I mean, you have the horses and the rain and I mean, they have the dialogue and things like that. And I'm so engrossed in it. It's almost like a reality TV show for me. And when he stopped it, I'm like, wait, 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 we got to pick up next week where we left <laughs> off. And then what is he going to do tomorrow? Tomorrow? See, I, I, I've not played it yet, but I think I would agree with Jeremy that I, the game I've seen my friend play and it does look boring. And the very reason is because they, those are called cutscenes where it's just action where you don't get to do anything. And so if you go through these long periods of time where you either are riding your horse from town A to town B or whatever, and you don't really get to do anything, uh, because the original Red 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 Dead Redemption was the same thing. You had to ride your horse, but you couldn't. There were no shortcuts or whatever. So if you had to get from town A to town B, you basically had to ride your horse that whole way. So I like the storylines, though. Like uh, the new one has the girl that was walking in town, and she has a seated history, and you got to figure out why she, you know, I love that. She came out yelling at him and asking him to help her, and I'm like, who is that? And I'm like, after a while, I forget I'm watching a video game. <laughs> like, this is actually a video game. game had some really hilarious scenes. Like, uh, Faith actually played it more than I did. Oh, okay. So I got, to watch, I got to watch the story unfurl, and it was neat, but overall, like, with the music, uh, the just the, the atmosphere in the game and like Kevin said the cutscenes it really did just it lulled me to sleep night and night again wow so we're gonna before we go to our break we'll um, answer our first call uh, I hope I pronounced your name correctly Kalita Kalita yes I did it alright good morning Kalita thanks for calling the show today what's your question or comment I just want to say technology is great for parents because I just video Skype all three of my children this morning just to say good morning. Oh. And then they will have one in Florida, one in Alabama, one in Mississippi. And it's nice to you know, kind of see their face. You know, know okay. You mentioned so. a great point, and you know I'm going to talk about yeah. that a little bit later in the show. But you just brought it up, so we can actually uh, hit a few points. Parenting has changed because technology, and I am guilty. I text my daughter, and I talk about that on the show a lot. I text her throughout mm-hmm. the day, and I tell her how much I love her. I give her little kissy faces, and she probably hates it, but, um, you know, <laughs> she's, six, she's 16, right. But I love to be able to not have to write a letter or send a pigeon right. to her school. <laughs> I can text her throughout the day and say, how's it going? Our, you know, tr- uh, basketball tryouts. Right. You're going to do great today. Good, you know, I know you're going to make it, and just you, you can give encouraging words throughout the day to your children. I love that. They probably hate it, it, huh? You think they love love it, it too? (laughs) I don't know, but they answer the phone, so I was happy at 8 o'clock this morning. (laughs) Yes, that is a wonderful um, way to show how technology has changed and made life better for all. Maybe not Mm -hmm. the teens, but, you know, for us parents. Exactly. Thank you for calling. All right. All right. Well, Alan, we're going to take our first break. And, of course, we're going to come back with you. Um, We're going to talk about more of technology then and now. I love how this conversation has started off with um, Kevin talking about the uh, coin video games. He just dated himself. (laughs) Well, I mean, we had arcades. I don't think kids know what arcades are anymore. When you told me the show was old and new tech and you asked me to be on it, I didn't know that I knew I wasn't here for the new tech. So. But actually, you're very techy, so that's why I brought you in. We're going to have a great conversation today. If you'd like to be a part of it, please give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. This is Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio. MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting for more information. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people. I'm Michelle McAdoo here with Jeremy Thompson via Skype. And joining our conversation today is MPB's own Kevin Farrell. Now, today we're going way back in time and taking a look at how technology has changed over the years. Now, if you'd like to be a part of our conversation, give us a call at one 877 mpb ring That's one 877 Now, as I promised, we're going to speak to our um, resident correspondent, I call him, (laughs) Alan. Good morning, Alan. 
Hey, Michelle, uh, Jeremy, and Kevin, glad, glad to talk to you all again. Yeah, I uh, love it when you do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, unfortunately, I didn't know what the program was about because I'm having a technology issue with your MPB app this morning. It, it was it was playing just fine, and then all of a sudden it it shut off. And when I when I when I exited out of the uh, app switcher and started it back again on my iPhone, uh, it, it pops up and then disappears. So. Uh, I don't know if it's, you know, I use voiceover to, since I can't see anymore. And uh, I don't know if that's the problem or if they've done something to the app. But uh, uh, no, any, anyway, have you, so. Have you tried cutting your phone off and cutting it back on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I did I did the, the, the cold restart where I did the uh, volume up, volume down, and hold the power button for a few seconds for the restart. So I, I'm okay. usually pretty good about doing stuff like that. So that's. Yeah. No, no, no go with that. So anyway, right. but I, what about like I, uninstalling the app? That that I have not done yet, but I, I, just, okay. I guess that might be yeah. that might be the next thing I try. So yeah, try that. And then uh, okay. what else you got for us today? Well, I just I was just going to say, yeah, I've been using technology. I mean, I I was working. I was an accountant back in 1981 when the original IBM PC came out. And let me just tell you, any accountant that's ever done a manual spreadsheet. When VisiCalc came out, man, that was that that was a godsend because it was uh, uh, th- th- there was nothing quite like doing uh, calculations electronically that you used to have to do manually uh, with a with an added machine. So, so uh, you know, I, I, I've seen a little bit of all of it, and it's just amazing that that nowadays with these phones, what you can do, especially when you've got vision problems like I do, you, you've got a, a real fine camera in your hands that can that can read text, convert it, read it out loud to you. It can do all kind of stuff. I mean, they've even gotten sophisticated enough now where they can, uh, they can take pictures of faces and you, you can store that information. It can identify people for you. So it's a, it, it's just amazing what how the technology has grown and continues to grow. And uh, I, I personally love technology and what it can do for us. And just want to urge people to get out. You have, you have to climb learning curves sometimes, but get out mm-hmm. and do it because it can do a lot for you. Mm-hmm. And that's no. what I want. When it talks, when we talk about convenience of technology, uh, one thing that I've noticed a lot of people still don't use the camera on their phone for is taking pictures of things that they try to just write down. It takes so much longer to write something down than to just snap a picture of it. Uh, wow. Like anytime I go into a client's house and I have to like get their code off of their modem or whatever, I just go back there and snap a picture of it rather than bend down for 30 seconds trying to write down, you know, several characters. So right. definitely even right. just using the camera itself is, is such an, an amazing convenience these days. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, old habits die hard, I guess. People still have to learn how to uh, have to think about doing things a different way. And you're, you're right. exactly right. It, 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 it's, a, it's a lot faster that way. So. But uh, it, 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 it's been great for me to uh, – uh, I, I'm always amazed at what you can do, and uh, uh, with these cloud services and having access to everything just at your fingertips, it's just uh, it's wonderful. So that's that's my contribution. But I, I, you know, y'all know I love the program, and uh, I'll give somebody else a, a chance to speak. And, and thanks so much for taking my call. Thank you, Alan. You always have great comments when you call. Thank you so much. All right, now, we are actually talking about technology then and now. Uh, Alan just made some great points on how technology has helped in the accounting field and a lot of fields. Kevin, I know um, we're going to touch base again. Well, let's t- talk about this first. How You've been in the radio business for, I'm going to let you say that. 30-plus years. 30-plus years. How do you use technology, and how, has you seen, how have you seen it change 30 years ago to now? Um, one of the biggest things I'll say is uh, in uh, editing. You know, a lot of times if you're a reporter, if you're uh, producing a show or any, uh, doing an interview that you need to, you know, pare down or whatever, you have to edit in, in one way or another. And when I first started, uh, the way to edit audio tape was with a razor blade, uh, a china marker, and um, splicing tape. So you actually had to listen to the tape and find a spot where you wanted to make an edit and with a little china marker make a mark and then you had to take a razor blade and physically cut the tape apart and then splice it back together. So no mistakes. Well, (laughs) I learned very quickly that when you did that, you took the piece of tape that you were trying to get rid of and carefully laid it, you know, on the desk or somewhere because uh, many times I can remember having to re-splice the tape back in there and making another edit. Um, But now, 
uh, with uh, audio, with editing being able to be done on a computer, it's it's non-destructive editing. And so, you know, Michelle, you and I both know that when we use um, Adobe, you can make an edit, delete some sort of part of your <laughs> audio, and if you don't like it, you just hit undo, mm-hmm. and you can uh, redo it that way. So that's been that's been a really big part of it. Uh, also, you know, what we use to record audio has changed a lot. When I first started, uh, you would have a cassette player, and you would go back and maybe dub that to a reel-to-reel tape. Mm. Um, we went through through digital audio tapes, which were, you know, kind of the first thing, of one of the first digital uh, ways to uh, record audio. Uh, after a while, though, the tape itself would get a little bit worn out and you would get some really bad uh, digital noise. And so we, uh, we used to record our shows, uh, say, for instance, Car Talk on those tapes. But after that tape got old, you would just hear this awful, uh, just uh, bad digital interference during the program. And so uh, that was something. Uh, a very short-lived thing that I worked with was the mini disc, mm. which was like a, a CD, except it was a little tiny I, thing yeah, that you I could record that. on. Uh, and now, you know, we're doing a lot of things where we're recording uh, directly from sort of one digital source to the other. And then the other thing I'll mention is... Uh, automation systems. You know, uh, overnight, I don't know if folks that are listening know this, but overnight on weekends, there's nobody here at MPB because we let the computer pretty much run the station. We still have to put in all of the audio that gets played, but we have a computer that says, okay, it's, you know, 8.30 on Saturday night, I'm going to play this, and then when this show is over, I'll play this and that. Before we got automation systems, we basically had to have someone here to physically switch from one program to another, and I certainly remember many times being stuck on the overnight shift where you're, you know, the only person in the radio station, uh, and you got to make sure that uh, the next uh, program gets on or whatever, and then going back to uh, reel-to-reel tapes, if for something happened and the tape kind of, you know, spun out of control or whatever, uh, that could get to be a real mess because, you know, a a, a 10-inch reel-to-reel tape, uh, if that goes haywire, you pretty much end up with audio spaghetti. So uh, those are just a couple of the of the uh, things that uh, how uh, technology is changing. Just one other thing, you know, I, I, I think if you allowed me to, I would make this an entire video game show because I've been I've been playing video games since Pong. So that mm. tells you. Um, and Jerry mentioned Jeremy mentioned codes. And I remember earlier in video games to save the game, you would get this extremely long string of characters, numbers, letters and everything. And if yeah. you missed one, if you transposed one or got one wrong, your game was completely gone and you could never save it again. So that was extremely frustrating. Plus, I remember when there was no pause button on a video game. So you pretty much had to play oh, uh, and then right. there was no way to kind of stop in the middle to take a phone call, get something to eat, that sort of thing. So those are just a couple of ways uh, that uh, that technology has advanced. And, and like I say, video games especially, like I said, you know, back to Pong, when that back in the 70s when we did that, that was amazing. It was a lot of fun. But as you mentioned, now video games almost look like movies. The the technology really has come a long way. I mean, really, look, I, I forget I'm watching a video game. And it looks the animation or the quality of, I know, Jeremy, you can go into more tech about this and what it, the graphics, that's what I'm saying. The graphics are crazy. And like again, people go to school to learn how to do it. I mean, it's a whole field and actually it's getting bigger and bigger. The next uh, young video gamer creating a you know, new video game, that's, he can become a millionaire by doing that. Uh, Jeremy, why don't you chime in on the um, that, how all that has upgraded and changed the world (laughs) well okay so uh real quick i want to say that uh we are still doing the can't pause the video game thing anymore we've still got some games that we can no longer (laughs) pause for all the for all the mothers and uh uh, wives uh, and girlfriends out there listening some games can't be paused all right they're online there's nothing we can do about it um But, but the way that the games have changed, basically, uh, it, it helped with an evolution in the way that we store things and the amount of memory that we use. Uh, for a while, we were limited to a very small amount of memory, and then suddenly they were like, okay, we've got all the memory we need, and we were able to just open the game up so much more. Um, in older days, they just had to use very very limited amounts of memory to, to create an entire game, an entire level uh, it, w- it was just amazing what these people could do. It's basically like squeezing a ton of information into a very small box, and they found very creative ways to do this. Um, but as our graphics cards uh, became uh, more integrated and it allowed us to, uh, uh, to, to just create so much more realistic-looking characters, um, 
along with the the shift from uh, a game that was stored on a disc mm-hmm. to being stored on to a hard drive or a solid state drive these days, which uh, allows for so much more exchange of information and also the ability to update and change the game over time. Really interesting. You know, again, I tried to, um, I'm not a gamer, but I am interested in that side of it. You know, again, the creative side of it. It's, it's amazing. It is amazing. We actually have two calls. Our friend Mikey is on the phone. Good morning, Mikey. Thanks for calling in this morning. Hey, thank you all. I'm going to ask some probably extremely simple <laughs> Okay, stupid questions, okay? Um, but you don't get any smarter if you sit back and uh, don't ask, right? Right. Very so, um, uh, okay, these are regarding cameras and phones. Mm-hmm. Um, can you take document pictures, for example, um, and, you know, backups for um, storm damages of any kind, that the resolution is going to be recoverable enough on info, how do you recover them? And if uh, you change providers, are the pictures that you have in your files lost? Okay, so uh, your question is, uh, how do you recover the data? What what has happened to the phone to require you to recover data from it? Nothing. I just don't want it to happen. <laughs> okay. All right. You so know, in I, that, I'm wondering if if I take pictures of, of, some, of documents that might be lost, for example, in the hurricane, tornado, flood, yada, da, da, da. Um, uh, but I, because I'm going to have my phone with me. Uh, well, um, okay, so if you, if you take good, clear picture of the documents, if you make sure that your camera is focused on the picture, it should take a, a fine uh, picture that you can save to your phone. And then from there, you can use a cloud storage service like Google Drive or Dropbox and then those documents are saved indefinitely. Okay, but you do have to use a cloud storage. I mean, you've got it saved to your phone, but it sounds to me, you said you wanted to recover it, but then you said you hadn't lost it. So really what you want to do is make sure that you don't lose it, i.e. a backup. So uh, to really back it up safely, you need to put it out there on the cloud. That way, if you need to retrieve it, say your phone gets destroyed, lost, stolen, whatever, uh, right. You still have access to those files. Um, and so, and the other thing is, if you change providers, are all those pictures lost? Or, or uh, you shouldn't. Once they're, once they're in, in the cloud, then they should be there indefinitely, right? Well, yeah, as long as you don't run over your storage or have to owe them any money for the storage. But Dropbox and Google Drive uh, both give you uh, some data for free. Google Drive well, gives you I don't, 15. I don't have a, the only computer I have is my phone, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I appreciate the, the advice, but what do you do for somebody like me that has only and, – and it's not possible for me to install a computer right now. Um, you, don't need a, you don't need a computer. All you have to do is download the Google Drive app or the Dropbox app, sign up for an account, and put your documents in the uh, Dropbox of the Google Drive. All righty, and I can just do that through the phone then, right? Can um, most likely you'll you'll find. Uh, do you have an iPhone or an Android? Neither. Okay. What kind of phone do you have? Um, well, I'm shopping for one of the others, but uh, I'm hesitant to make. I have other a lot of other things that I have to invest in, so I have to consider, you know, what okay. the expenses of it. Um, so right. um, I have I have the um, the bottom line. Laughable flip phones. Okay, well, there's no way to put Dropbox on a flip phone. Um, however, once you do upgrade to a smartphone, there will be an app, and um, whenever you're looking at the, the document in your gallery of pictures, you can hit the Share button, and there should be an option to share that with your Google Drive or your Dropbox. That way you can just easily drop that document in there, and then it's safe. Well, thank you, Mikey. You know, it's funny. We've been talking about technology then and now. I guess that's a then, you know. Uh, Mikey, we're going to try to get you. I know Jeremy and Wiltz and I have been talking to you about this flip phone for a long time. We're going to have to upgrade you a little bit to be able to do the things that you want to do with your clouds and things like that. But, again, you want to keep your um, um, pictures and things safe, you're going to have to upgrade. I believe that's what you're going to have to do. When we get back, um, we're going to continue talking about technology then and now. We're going to talk about communication, try to touch on television, photos, dating. Dating has changed. 
technology has changed dating. If you would like to be a part of our conversation, give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. And Linda, when we come back, we will promise we'll get to your question or comment. Stay tuned. This is Everyday Tech only on MPB Think Radio. Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, here with our tech expert, Jeremy Thompson, via Skype. And hanging out with us today is my good friend and co-worker, Kevin Farrell. And today we've been discussing technology then and now with Mikey's flip phone and uh, <laughs> then and uh, talking about how she can come up to the now with the cloud and things like that. If you'd like to be a part of this great conversation, give us a call today. The number is one 877 Four six four. We have two calls on the line, but before we get to those, Kevin, I'd like you to say what you said off mic. That was a good point. Well, my oldest brother also has a flip phone, and he doesn't really think that he needs to upgrade to a smartphone. Uh, and I think that that's true of a lot of people that are a little bit reluctant when new technology comes out. But my my advice would be kind of don't be afraid of new technology. And my own example is when smart speakers first came out, I thought. Pfft, who wants that? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Well, last Christmas, the Echo Dot went on sale for, I think, less than $30. And I said, oh, well, what the heck? Let me get one. And granted, I, it's, I think I can still integrate it more to, you know, what I use it for. Mm-hmm. But I found a lot of things, and it's very convenient. Every morning I get up, and I've renamed it Echo. But it's like, Echo, what's the temperature? You know, uh, turn on the lights, this sort of thing. So I think... Uh, I would encourage people that when new technology comes out, maybe wait a little bit to, for the bugs to be worked out, but try to embrace that, and, and you would be surprised, I think, at what you can do with the new technology that you might not think you needed. And it's also really simple these days to set these things up and to get them working and to get them to cooperate with what you want to do. I, I do the same thing, Kevin, every day. What's the weather like today? Cause it's either going to be really hot or really cold. And... Um, <laughs> then, uh, 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 tell me, uh, you know, just like it, it, you can ask it so many different things. I've asked it like, hey, is this restaurant open? Is this business open right now? What time do they close? It'll even tell you that. It won't even bother you with the opening time. It'll just tell you what time they close. It's it's pretty incredible. They get smarter and smarter, and it's really, really easy to use. Well, uh, one, thing, one thing I will say, though, when we talk about upgrading from a flip phone to a smartphone – is there will be a data plan that has to come along with that, right. and that will be a change in your bill. So that's always something you want to keep in mind before you do finally make that transition. On that point, though, Jeremy, I would say the pay-as-you-go to me is for folks that are a little kind of dipping their toe into the smartphone thing. I think the, the, the pay-as-you-go plans are, are pretty uh, economical, I would say. Yes, I agree with that. I would, too. I wish I could get out of my contract, but I keep adding things like uh, Apple Watches and things like that. But, uh, well, for my daughter. But I do want to say one thing about um, the Echoes and Alexas and even your phone. And I know I'm probably going to get the lines lit up right now with this conspiracy theory, but I have to say what happened to me yesterday. Jeremy, if you remember last year, two years ago, I told you I was having a conversation about a um, punch bowl that you can put the ice in the middle of it and have the juice around it. We were talking in our green room here. My phone was in earshot of the conversation. I've never looked this up on Instagram. Never, ever, ever. Okay. When I get back to my computer and my phone, there are advertisements of this punch bowl with the ice in the middle and things like that. And I was so creeped out. I'm like, I told you, phones, listen to you. (laughs) Now, this was last year. Guess what happened yesterday? I was on the phone during lunch talking to my friend about spinach dip. Last night at 1030, maybe 11 o'clock, I'm on Instagram. Yes, I was on Instagram that late. And what came up? 
tell Spinach me. Spinach dip. I took a picture of it. I posted it on Instagram. I said, world, this is for real. I have not looked up in, in spinach dip online. I haven't. They list to me, I believe, that uh, our phones, and you even verified this one time, Jeremy, they, they, do, they do listen to us. So it's like, ah, she's interested in spinach dip. Let me give her this Sam's, well, this uh, advertising for uh, spinach dip. And then voila, there it was. If you need okay. to. Go ahead, Jeremy. So, uh, so uh, one thing I will add to this that's rather shocking is that if you are on your computer and you're looking at a website, it is possible for that website to be emitting a tone that we cannot hear, but that our phone can hear perfectly well, that will tell our phone what website we're looking at on our computer. Mm. Were you aware that that was happening you t- as well? You did. You t- you mentioned that these, before. These things can communicate in nonverbal ways, or at least ways that we can't hear verbally, <laughs> uh, that allow them to relay our information from one source to another. Uh, you know, geofencing is is another way that they do this. They can see you know what store you've gone in, what uh, you know what you might be looking to purchase. These things are definitely happening. You're you're not paranoid. Like I mean, it's definitely listening to you. I, I've seen it happen myself. They say that it doesn't do it, but obviously oh, yeah. it does you because know it does. I, I mean, there's there's enough people to put eggs in the basket saying, mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely listening to me. I saw an ad. It it, it heard something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it it's not. That's not going to change. Is that's, that legal? Ooh, that's I know. not a question for me. That's another show. I know, I know. There's illegal terms that we need to get illegal you know terms what? in here. We actually got that would be a great illegal terms topic, but uh, you know, I just probably opened up the floodgates on that one. But uh, we're gonna yeah. go back to the phone lines and start with Rex in um, I really can't see Mobile. That's Rex in Mobile. Good morning, Rex. Thanks for calling the show. Hey, thank you. I always enjoy listening to you guys. Um. Two points, if I can make the first one about the flip phone caller that was talking about um, how to get his uh, pictures retrieved and keep them from deleting on his phone. Uh, The the responder did not mention Google Photos, which is a a free app, and uh, you store your photos online. If you have an Android phone, your photos are automatically uploaded after you take them, as long as you authorize your phone to do this, and it does use some data to upload. But it stores your photos in a, um, a, a pretty reasonable format in perpetuity, kind of like YouTube does. And uh, it's what that's doing is it's getting those photos off of your phone into a cloud storage that is free. So if this caller is concerned about uh, the economics of using a telephone, then a free app would be a handy thing for him to have. And I, I'm a photographer, and I use Google Photos a lot. It's fast, and it's friendly. We are definitely proponents of Google Photos here as well, uh, just for the sake of there being also you know, documents and other uh, uh, data that the uh, users may want to back up. I use uh, Google Drive just because it will do more than just photos. But yes, your suggestion is 100% right. Google Photos is free, and it is quick, and it is integrated into your Android phone if you allow it. Yeah. The the uh, second thing was while I was waiting to tell you that I was listening to you talking about the you know the data being captured that you're we're, we're speaking about over our phones. I recently downloaded uh, Cash App, and I was talking to one of my computer literate friends, and I said I don't get it because they don't charge me anything on my end, and they don't charge anything on the other end. So I'm not sure where the revenue is coming from. It'll probably reveal itself in a while. And he says, well, if you can't figure out where, what the commodity is, you're the commodity. And suddenly yes. it was like a light bulb went off in my head, and I realized they just want to track my movements. If, as long as I'm using their app uh, to make purchases, and they've got a lot of discounts available to encourage me to do that, they're, they're tracking my data. They're learning how to target me. And, uh, same, with, yeah, same with Google as well. Their services are free because you are the product. They are using you. Uh, to sell your information, to market to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's the downside of Google Photos is they're providing the service for free and they learn where I travel and what I do, but somebody else is getting it anyway. Anytime you download an app and you grant them permission to see your photos and to see your contacts list, you're sunk <laughs> right there. Yeah, <laughs> So absolutely. it's, it's going to happen anyway. 
Anyway, I, I appreciate it. I'll get off the phone. Thank you so much for a great show. Oh, thank you for listening, now, Rex, so much. One, one thing I do want to mention is that you can go into those individual apps and you can change their permissions based on what you want them to have access to. Now, some apps will break once you disallow those permissions. However, not all of them will because they don't actually need that information to function. So mm. you can go in there and modify those permissions if you feel necessary. But, you know, the Jeremy is funny, um, having a conversation on the, on your phone and then seeing an, an advertisement of what you were talking about. It's kind of scary because, you know, I did, yeah. I don't think I granted anybody any information, but that could be in my Instagram that, like you said, we need to start looking back at what we're what we have on our phone and um the requirements and things that we just say we just automatically buy into we need to really look at all that stuff on Instagram and Facebook uh we you talked about that on the show before can't possibly read the terms and conditions <laughs> in in even a day most times so it's not really possible to see what all you're agreeing to just know that when they request those permissions you're probably agreeing to quite a little bit firstborn and all that stuff. Yeah, all that. <laughs> you know, uh, I promised that we were going to uh, speak with Linda. We are going to Linda uh, right now before our break. And when we come back, uh, we got to talk about internet upload, download, AOL, all that stuff. But Linda, I promise soon as this break is over, you are my next uh, caller and I can't wait to hear what you have to say or your question. If you still want to be a part of today's show, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 We're talking about technology then and now right here on Everyday Tech, only on MPB Think Radio. business requires smart decisions every day. Make a good decision for your company today and reach MPB listeners through MPB program underwriting. For more information, go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Got mail. And we're back. That is hilarious. We are Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. And as you can guess, today we're talking about technology then and now. Can Everyone you, who has a small business. Can you guess that. that was then? <laughs> that was the then. You know, I can't say that I was I'm too young to know what that is. Um Kevin was laughing. I don't know what that is. They have to explain. Jeremy, you know, you probably could explain that noise to me. I don't, I don't know what that is. But again, we are discussing technology then and now today on Everyday Tech. We've loved your comments and questions so far. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you can still give us a call at 1-877-672-7464. Again, that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. And as I promised, my good friend Linda, I am going to go to her right now. Thank you for patiently waiting, Linda. Good morning. Good morning. You have a question oh, or a comment? Have, yes, I have a comment. And uh, and uh, I had to uh, when that sound came up, I had to look around and see if something was wrong with my phone or if something was wrong with the TV. I remember that sound. That said. Uh, dial-up sound. <laughs> and, That's what and, I thought it was. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, technology has changed. Who remember playing video games on the TV and you had to hook all the different inputs up and it messed the TV up? <laughs> you know, the color TV. Yes, indeed. So, and uh, who, I, uh, who remember not having GPS? Oh, yeah. Yep. Having to read a real map or read yes. the street signs. 
I still do that, Linda. I'm telling you, I am not dependent on GPS because sometimes GPS can take you to the oddest locations, uh, to a dead end, to a whole other side of town. I really prefer to, if I'm asking someone where where do they live, I like for them to give me landmarks, street names, and then I visualize where I'm going. I did that a couple of days ago with my daughter's friend, and I went straight to her house. I didn't use GPS. I don't really prefer to do that. I feel more comfortable relying on myself. And uh, I would like to say uh, I like the technology, like for word processing. I remember uh, typing, uh, physically typing up reports and stuff. Then you get one word wrong. You had to use either whiteout (laughs) or just type the whole thing over again. But I remembered, uh, I mean, it used to be a headache, but technology... Fix that up with undo. Yep. Yes, I do. Yeah. I do remember typewriters. I do remember that. And then when the new typewriters came, they had the uh, white out, the correct button mm-hmm. on the typewriter. That was fancy. I mean, we, didn't, we didn't have the correct button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a little younger than I mean, you, Linda. I don't remember the, I don't think I remember the typewriter without the correct button. Oh, I do. Yeah. You do, oh, yeah. Uh, Oh God! I can imagine and think about now doing term papers in uh, in grad school. I can. Oh my God! What if we were still back in then times? That technology has truly, truly helped us. Thank you, Linda, for your call and comments today. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening. Well, Jeremy, before we get uh, comment on that, before we run run out of time, I do want to make an announcement, and I want to tell everyone um, a little something. Um, I guess it's time to let everyone know that today will be my last day producing and hosting Everyday Tech. Okay, that's where you're supposed to say all or something. Right there. I was trying to. I was trying to. Right there. Ah, you missed your cue, though. I can't can't butt in. Do I get to say something here? Like. Well, well, I mean, we've been a crew for like almost two years, and we've talked about all kinds of stuff, and the entire time you did not get an echo. So I did not. You almost turned me. When I say I wrote, I said you almost uh, turned me over to the geek side. I was almost, almost. there. Uh, my geek almost. squad, my personal geek squad, Wilt uh, was unable to be with us today, but he's here in spirit. So uh, Wilt Contreras, Jeremy Thompson. I won't believe I, I'm not going to say that anymore every Wednesday, but I've enjoyed spending every Wednesday with you guys, learning about technology and putting the show together and even um, getting closer to technology and embracing it in my life more um i did buy my daughter the apple watch yeah you know i will i will eventually uh, get the um um echo or alexa or something like that i still think eyes are watching me but uh you know maybe i'll get over that and i actually told you jeremy i'm going to get you to come and hook it up for me because i'm not hands-on i like someone else that knows what they're doing to do it i know you said it's easy you probably could walk it up uh, walk me over the phone walk it uh, through me over the phone uh but again i want to say thank you i want to also tell everyone that our own jay white mpb's own jay white will take over production duties and hosting duties of everyday tech and i will be producing and host well producing southern remedies relatively speaking with dr susan buttress every tuesday at 11 a.m so you can catch me um of course on mondays tuesdays and now on Fridays with Next Stop Mississippi. I'm not leaving, but I am leaving um, Everyday Tech and just turning it over to the hands of another tech guy. So it'll be three tech guys in here on Wednesdays talking tech. How do you feel about that, Jeremy? Well, first off, on behalf of me and Wilt, I I would like to say that it's been a pleasure working with you, and it's been really fun getting to know you and cut up with you in the booth when I was able to come to Jackson. And I'm going to miss doing the show with you. Yeah, I know. I know he will too. Yeah, I'll be here in spirit, <laughs> but I'm enjoying. Right. I'm going to enjoy how the show's going to um, take another uh, level, go another level. We talked about then and now, just taking the show to another level with uh, Jay White. I believe uh, it's going to uh, take a turn for the better. Uh, Kevin, you have any last words? Well, I was going to say, as the old guy representing the then tech, <laughs> I would like to defend the yeah. uh, the younger generation. Uh, Michelle, you and I were talking during the break. A lot of times, uh, you'll see online that uh, the, the old rotary phone, which, by the way, I'm trying to find at flea markets, and they are 
are expensive. I'm not going to pay $50 for an old phone. Anyway, it's always funny because the parents say, oh, look, the kid doesn't know how to use the phone. Oh, ha, ha, ha. They can't dial the phone. They can't figure out how to use a phone. Well, first of all, folks, why should they? Because those things have been obsolete for a number of years. And also, I'll say this. While you're chuckling at your kids because they can't figure out the rotary phone, they are laughing at you because you can't figure out how to send a text message. <laughs> or, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I love that. That would be a great ending. But I got to say, my daughter still laughs at me. I obviously don't know how to FaceTime because I'm an adult <laughs> and I like to talk to people without looking at them like we used to do. But uh, these kids nowadays feel that every time they talk to someone, it has to, they have to look at them. So I'm at work and she's at school and she's FaceTiming me and I'm, I'm canceling and canceling it. So when I do FaceTime her, Ma, you are so lame. The phone is too close to your face. Why do you do that? Why do adults do that? I'm like, well, give me a, a FaceTime one-on-one class because how close is the phone supposed to be to my face? And uh, what's the proximity of that? I don't even know. What's the right and wrong to FaceTiming? That's hilarious. But you're right. Technology has changed so much. Uh, the generation gaps. The you know, I mean, kids come out born knowing how to use a tablet and cell phones, and they can help us out. It is so neat to see. Um, how technology has grown and made our lives more simple. You know, some people say not, some people say yes, but I believe technology has helped. Of course, uh, Kevin, you talked about radio, <laughs> just Java, just thinking about having to cut and paste some Java's shaking his head like never in a million years. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I mean, technology has helped what we do every day here. And I'm sure in a lot of other people's jobs, technology has helped them uh, do their job more efficiently. Uh, sorry, Craig, we could not get to you uh, today, but thank you for calling in or you can email the show. Well, that will do it for us today. Thank you for supporting Everyday Tech. Continue to tune in each and every Wednesday with our new host, Jay White. And your tech experts, Jeremy Thompson and um, not Kevin Farrell, Wilt Contraire. I'm Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart and join me every Tuesday along with Dr. Susan Buttress for Relatively Speaking at 11 a.m. This is Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people only on MPB Think Radio.